Hi, thanks for tuning in to my very own podcast, Xiaxue No Filter, where I share with you my unfiltered opinion on what is going on with the world. Oh my god, I am mega triggered. Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. We have a lot to talk about today, so let's get started. Our first news of the day is none other than actor Johnny Depp and his ex-wife Amber Heard. And these two have been in the news uh, a lot because um, there was a lot of controversy surrounding their divorce and people have been saying, you know, there's domestic violence um, from both sides, I guess, we have heard. And recently they have been in the news again because Johnny Depp has been removed from the Fantastic Beasts series and I was just so sad when I heard the news because I really like the movies. There are two out right now, Fantastic Beasts, I think, yeah. And Johnny Depp has been nothing but amazing on the show. He's a really good Grindelwald and I really liked him. And I was very, very upset about it because um, I was very proud of Warner Brothers for not dropping him when the accusations of domestic violence first came out. And since the accusations um, came out, like I think quite a while back, you know, he didn't get dropped from the movie and then suddenly now he is because there has been a libel suit that was filed against uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, No, Johnny Depp filed the libel suit against the publication called The Sun who called him a wife beater and he lost that libel suit which means that I guess he is now forever labelled a a wife beater. He's trying to uh, appeal that um, lawsuit but we don't know how that would go. In the meantime, yeah, he was dropped from the movies. And just to give you guys a little bit of a summary of what happened with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. So Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, they met in 2011. They got married in 2015. And after a short year of marriage, Amber Heard actually filed for divorce in 2016. And she also obtained a restraining order against Johnny Depp on the grounds of domestic abuse. And I think in the lawsuit we have heard from Johnny Depp, which is that one of the incidents that led to their separation was when a cleaner found feces, like shit, uh in a bed at their Los Angeles penthouse in the morning after Amber Heard's 30th birthday party in April 2016. And Amber Heard said that um, the poop was from the Yorkshire Terriers that um, the couple owned. And it's not her, but Johnny Depp was convinced that it was done by her because he said that the poop is not left by a three or four pound dog and it is quite obvious it was done by a human. Uh. Um, yeah, so I guess we would never know whether she actually shed on the bed. But from the things that I gathered about Amber Heard, I would think that she's psycho enough to do something like that. I Personally, I'm quite impressed that she managed to shit on a bed because I feel right that like my asshole just would not allow me to shit on a bed. It would like clench itself up and just say, no, this is not the place to poop at. Like, I just can't. You know, you've heard stories about people who like need to poop and then they cannot find a toilet and then they just simply can't poop it out. Or like people who go to uh, holidays and they, they have constipation because they cannot poop in somewhere that is not their like toilet, you know. So it's quite amazing that she managed to poop on the bed, I guess, if it's really her. Um, yeah, so during the defamation suit against The Sun, Amber Heard also made a total of 14 allegations against Johnny Depp. And some of the allegations include them fighting in their LA penthouse and Johnny Depp being in an uncontrollable rage trashing her wardrobe, throwing a decanter at her, slapping her, pulling her by the hair and <laughs> get this, head-butted her <laughs> like a goat, uh, causing her two black eyes. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh at domestic violence, but just head-butting people are very funny. Uh-huh. Anyway, so Johnny Depp eventually lost the suit. And this whole incident is very controversial because there were also pictures of Johnny Depp's injuries. Okay, And Johnny Depp said that Amber Heard 
um, cut off his fingertip by throwing a vodka bottle at him and she denied the allegation she said she wasn't in the room. John Depp also mentioned that Amber Heard has a history of substance abuse, including addiction to cocaine, and that she experienced anxiety, insecurity, and jealousy, and had severe outbursts of anger and rage. So according to Johnny Depp, this gets a lot more juicy. Amber Heard also had extramarital affairs with Tesla boss Elon Musk and actor James Franco. And it was also rumored that she was in a three-way relationship with Elon Musk and Cara Delevingne, um, who is a, a supermodel. So so there are photos, I think there is one photo, I guess, of Elon Musk hugging Amber Heard in a lift that was taken by the paparazzi. And Elon Musk has also confirmed that they were indeed together, but he said that it was after the divorce. However, things get more interesting because there has been this hashtag that has been going on that went really viral for a while. It was justice for Johnny Depp uh, because new evidence started to come out about Amber Heard. And there was evidence that people realized that her photo with her black eyes was in fact heavily edited by her with Photoshop. And when people restored the photo, they realized that the actual picture did not show Amber with any black eyes, you know, like she got punched and injured. Uh, it's rather like just normal dark eye circles that everyone got. So I guess if this is true, it means that Amber Heard is just really disingenuous. I think that, you know, this is perjury, right? You cannot just present evidence of yourself with injuries on your face and it turns out that you actually photoshopped it. Uh, but the most telling of all is a leaked uh, voice recording of conversations between Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. And this is very interesting because you can see how they are like um, behind this veneer of what they present to the public. In this audio recording, is this is when like you know I really cemented my view that Amber Heard is the crazy psycho one in the relationship, not Johnny Depp. Um, you can hear her admitting to instances where she uh, threw pots and pans and uh, vase and cans at like Johnny Depp. And she also admitted that she hit him and Johnny Depp said, you shouldn't punch me. And she was just like, well, I didn't punch you. I only hit you and don't be, don't be a baby and stuff like that. Okay, guys, you just have to hear the audio recording for yourself because I think it really tells you a lot about Amber Heard and she was gaslighting him the whole time. She sounded crazy and he sounded perfectly sane and calm. And I just think, you know, a lot of times with domestic violence, we don't know how it's like behind the curtains. We don't know how it's like when a couple, you know, like are together. Maybe maybe they are both not violent people, but they are just people who agitate each other to a point where they start to fight with each other, right? And I guess, you know, a lot of times it's not really super clear cut that one party is the violent one and the other one is not at all. I personally believe that Amber Heard sounds freaking psycho and very, very unreasonable. And that if I were Johnny Depp, I, I might have been angry enough to hit her also if she's constantly trying to assault me. Um, one more very juicy detail uh, was that, you know, Amber Heard said that uh, Johnny Depp was sexually violent towards her and this allegation was supposedly stolen, allegedly stolen from her personal assistant, uh, her former personal assistant, Kate James. Um, this Kate James lady came out and said that she actually told this story of her sexual assault um, to Amber Heard because it happened to her 26 years ago in Brazil and Amber Heard just wholesale stole her sexual assault story and pinned it on Johnny Depp. Yeah, so I think they're both at fault. I think 
suspecting that they probably both were violent to each other because it was it just seemed like a very crazy kind of relationship. And uh, moreover, I don't doubt that both of them probably take drugs. So it, it probably made them even more crazy and just not calm, lah, I guess. One more little piece of information is that Johnny Depp, um, his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife, I think two of them have also came out to say that he has never been violent towards them and he has always been a very um, gentle partner to them. Lah. So I think, you know, with all this evidence, you know, and, and plus the photo of Johnny Depp's severed finger, like, please just Google it. It's so disgusting. I I don't know if Amber Heard did that, but from the audio clip, like my personal opinion is that she seems to be the worst uh, of the two. And I think that she's also the instigator, right? And my thoughts about this whole thing is that it's really patently unfair that Johnny Depp lost his job at, at Fantastic Beast, and Amber Heard doesn't seem to be cancelled. She's still going to be filming the next Aquaman movie where she's the lead in. And it's just really, really unfair because there is so much evidence of her just flat out being a liar. Um, she's gaslighting Johnny Depp. She's admitted to being violent towards him. And yet the consequences are just for the men because it's like in domestic violence, this is unarguable, uh -huh, that most people will usually take the side of the female because women are just deemed to be physically weaker than guys. I think a lot of men don't come out and talk about domestic violence that they have suffered through because it makes them seem like it's emasculating, you know? You let a woman beat you up. But if a woman is just coming, like, hitting you all the time and you push her and then maybe she falls down and she gets a bruise and then it's just like everyone will just cite her and think that, oh, you're the one who hit her, right? So it's like, I think it's just it's just really unfair, lah, huh? So with that, let's move on to our next news. We have more news of people being cancelled and next up we have Cardi B. Um, she is in kind of hot soup because um, in her footwear news cover in November, she was seen holding a red sneaker and depicted as the Hindu goddess Durga. Okay, I, I don't know if I pronounce it correctly. Um, yes, so <laughs> there is such a magazine called Footwear News. <laughs> that is news to me. Anyway, so Cardi B is seen with eight arms and posing in the typical position of the Hindu goddess Durga who is known for her strength protection and war and is typically depicted as having eight or ten arms. So people have called her out for cultural appropriation, saying that the cover is inappropriate and accusing the rapper of mocking Hindu culture. As a result, Cardi B took to her Instagram story on Wednesday morning on November 11 to apologize for any of the offense that she caused and she said, when I did the Reebok shoot, the creatives told me that I was going to represent a goddess, that she represents strength, femininity and liberation and that's something that I love and I'm all about. And even though it was dope, if people think I'm offending their culture or religion, I want to say that I'm sorry that was not my intent. I do not like disrespecting people and nobody's religion. Sorry, her English. Okay. I do not like disrespecting nobody's religion. I wouldn't like people to offend my religion. I wasn't trying to be disrespectful. Maybe I should have done my research. I'm sorry, I can't change the past, but I'll do more research in the future. So people on the internet got very pissed off about this because, you know, they said that she's using um, their religion, uh, Hinduism, to promote a shoe. And people have also pointed out that in temples, you can't even wear shoes anyway. So it's really disgusting what she's doing. Honestly, I feel that going into this, there is just no way, absolutely no way, okay, that Reebok and all of the PR team behind Reebok, uh, the advertising team, okay, 
everyone who had to approve of this ad, they don't know that this is going to be the reaction of the public. They know. They know and they deliberately did this because this is outrage culture that you can take advantage of. Cardi B is on headline news because of this, this issue and that translates to huge marketing like value and advertising dollars for free. And you do this one cover, you offend people and then you uh, apologize for it, right? And then you say you do better and then that's it. You're done. You're not going to be cancelled. She's not going to be, Cardi B is not going to be cancelled, right? She's insanely popular. As a matter of fact, this campaign has been wildly successful because those sneakers are sold out, okay? I mean, everyone saw the sneakers. I saw the sneakers and I'm not even interested in the sneakers. So I think that companies, they know what they are doing and I think that they are towing the line here and playing with your feelings, uh, using your outrage to sell their products and if you get outraged for it, I guess you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> being made use of lah, huh? I think there are times where companies try uh, to toe the line. In this instance, I feel that's what happened. But there are also times where companies just simply didn't even know that they crossed a the line. Like one example is uh, when Netflix showed uh, the show Cuties and everyone said that it promoted child sexuality in the show, like the movie Cuties. And they are like... Uh, a lot of people unsubscribed from Netflix and their stock value dropped by a lot. Like that is one instance where I feel like it was not intended. Uh, and one more incident coming right up about, you know, a movie that got cancelled and I don't think they intended for it. And we are talking about Aunt Hathaway Nix in her movie, The Witches. So if you have any childhood, I guess you have read the book called The Witches by Rodal, who is a, a very popular uh, children's author. People are talking about Anne Hathaway's character in The Witches because she has three fingers on each hand. And that is a condition that's similar to a a limb disability, right? And this caused backlash because people felt that it was mocking disabled people and labeling them as witches. Craig Spence, the chief brand and communications officer for the Paralympics, also tweeted his frustration that this is a trope that Hollywood often feeds into. He says, Hollywood, wake up, will you? Stop stigmatizing people with disabilities in films as evil. Disability is not something to be scared of. It is something to be celebrated and embraced, not portrayed as something sinister <laughs> right and so this whole um, issue also you know resulted in the hashtag not which and if you click on it you can see people with limb differences like, uh, posting up their photos to say that they are not witches uh. <laughs> yeah so you know Anne Hathaway also quickly apologized and she said let me begin by saying I do my best to be sensitive to the feelings and experiences of others not out of some scrambling PC fear but because not hurting others seems like a basic level of decency we should all be striving for. So her apology is very long. I really feel like it's a bit ridiculous if you want to live your life just not hurting people uh, as a guideline. It's because everything you do is going to hurt people. Like, look, Anne Hathaway, you are very, very gorgeous, okay? And when I look at you, I feel very hurt because I just feel like, you know, Tama why I don't look like you. La. Then I feel very depressed about how I look like all. So are you going to sort of you know, be more ugly maybe to make me feel better. I guess I can see why, you know, people with limb differences or, you know, body deformities, they feel um, very ostracized and hurt because it is true that in movies, we often see people who look different and they're often like portrayed as like villains. Lah, huh? Like for example, those um, uh, mutants that you see in the woods, they will have like some 
kind of deformity and there are people who really look like that and I feel sorry for them that it's something that's often being portrayed as a bad thing in which I agree it's um probably shouldn't be that way but I think that pe- most people with sensibilities they would understand what that just because you have disabilities doesn't make you a bad person or which is ridiculous that you know you you look at somebody with less limbs and you think that that person is a witch and I think that in this instance Anne Hathaway is not portrayed as somebody with this deformities who is a bad person she's portrayed as a witch a literal fictional character it does not exist she has no toes like her feet oh no she has one she has two toes right yeah something like that so the witches they are born without hair. Um, they have like scars on the side of their mouths. Uh, their noses, their nostrils become really big. Um, their mouth can open up to being very huge. They have a lot of very pointy teeth. I'm sure a lot of people have like problems like this, right? There are people with like big nostrils. There are people with like pointy teeth, I guess. It's, it's not portraying you. It's not saying that you as a person looking like that means that you are a witch, right? It's a fictional character and moreover I feel like in the movie you can clearly tell that her fingers are not normal like they're not normal size they're not human size they're really long they're extra long and extra pointy and her limbs can actually stretch really far as well so it's it's like it's fictional lah. so I guess to feel that this targets you as a person as a human being to say that you are a witch because you have the same mouth fingers as Anne Hathaway's character does it seems a little bit far-fetched to me <laughs> other characters like E.T also has two fingers you know are we supposed to cancel that show and whenever we portray villains in movies uh fictional villains are we supposed to always be very mindful that they don't look anything like uh, a normal person does you know this kind of reminds me of how uh, people were still talking about uh, jk rowling having a trans character uh being a mass murderer or something a serial killer right in her new book and They just said that you shouldn't be portraying a a, a trans person as a a, a serial killer. So then how? I mean, if she portrays a guy, then people are going to be like, oh, so serial killers are always men, right? If she has this person as a, I don't know, a midget, and people are going to be like, why are midgets always like, you know, bad people? It's just like, I guess you can never win with people. So I don't think that in movies in future, we are going to see any difference. But I guess apologizing is the way to go. Yay. Anne Hathaway has also mentioned that now that she knows better about disabilities, she will do better in future. And she also mentioned that if she had thought about this, that she wouldn't have taken up the role. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a bit ridiculous to me. Um, I guess I can understand why people with limb differences feel hurt because typically people probably judge them all the time. Uh, but to not take up a role just because it hurts somebody not not in this instance i'm talking about in future instances right as long as you take out a role you hurt somebody then you can't do it then i'm telling you seriously and like you you just make, cannot make any more movies lah really if you make a movie being a pretty girl i'm telling you right now okay and i'm valid as a person okay you will hurt me because i don't like to see you being very pretty it makes me feel bad about myself so don't you dare okay and also to end off this segment my producers insisted that i say a very terrible joke you know, I guess if Anne had a way, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it is so bad. Okay, sorry, one more time. If Anne had a will, she had a way. Oh, okay, okay, I got it, I got it. Okay, everyone will get it. Okay, um, if Anne had a will, Anne had a way. Yeah, it's bad. Don't unfollow me. 
Next, we're going to talk about Harry Styles and he is in the news because he is featured in Vogue magazine wearing various, um, I would say, gender-bending <laughs> clothes, uh, including dresses, things like gowns, like a really floofy gown. And people are talking about it because I guess, you know, the conservative commentators like um, Candice Owens, she tweeted that there is no society that can survive without strong men. The East knows this. In the West, the steady feminization of our men at the same time that Marxism is being taught to our children is not a coincidence. It is an outright attack. Bring back manly men. And two celebrities have replied Candice Owens and one of them is Elijah Woods. Um, you would remember him as Frodo the Hobbit. So he said, I think you've missed the definition of what a man is. Masculinity alone does not make a man. In fact, it has nothing to do with it. And actress Olivia Wilde also tweeted at Candice Owens. She said, very simply, you are pathetic. <laughs> Candice Owens replied her, you are single for a reason. <laughs> Okay, firstly, my opinion on this is that the two sides are kind of arguing a different topic here. When we talk about the conservatives being up in arms against this, they are not talking about whether men can wear dresses. Men can wear dresses. They are talking about a continuous attack on masculinity um, by the new left, the media and everything. People are trying to say that toxic masculinity is a bad thing. In fact, masculinity in itself is a bad thing. And this has been... I think it's true, uh, undeniably true, that uh, you know we hear phrases like patriarchy, we hear phrases like toxic masculinity, men are scum, men are rapists, you know things like that being talked about all the time. And then you also see the media promote a lot of um, feminization of men as being a good thing, right? Whether or not um, they are, they are, what they're doing is actually having any sort of effects on society as a whole, and the conservatives, their concern is that society will break down without manly men. That is what they're concerned about. Uh, I don't know if there is any truth to it that there are no more manly men, right? Just because people in the art scene or the media scene are trying to tell you that being a manly man is not a good thing. I think that there are still manly men in society, I guess. Um, but personally speaking, I feel that if you look at olden days, just looking at Singapore, for example, right? I really do feel that in general, in more like city areas, um, men are just less manly. It is true. Like, so... People like my father's generation, for example, they are like super MCP, right? Like they uh, they never ever apologize, for example. My father can like build furniture. He can like, you know, fix the toilet if it's, it's broken. He can like um, fix the lights, things like that. So while like masculinity taken to his extreme is not a good thing. Like for example, there are many traits in my dad uh, that like him being sort of like more MCP, I wouldn't appreciate in a husband, you know, but I do agree that it's important in society for people to have their roles. And there is a very important role for manly men in society. I mean, these are the guys, they protect us from criminals, for example, they go to they fight wars, they do the tough jobs that nobody wants to do, like for example, deep sea fishing, you know, stuff like that. And I think that a, a lot of traits of, of manly men are also overlooked that people don't talk about it, like how, you know, are chivalrous, you know, they um, they buy gifts for women. I like that. And I think that it's important there needs to be a balance. Like there are feminine women who take care of the family. There are men who are manly. Um, just let people be whatever they want to be without an attack on masculinity. And I, I think it's undeniable. It is true that there is an attack on masculinity. On the other hand, we also see kind of an attack on feminine. Femininity, like nowadays the radical feminists, I'm not talking about the old school feminists who used to uh, fight for women's rights to vote, right? I'm talking about the new age feminists. They also attack femininity. For example, 
like <laughs> wearing a pet when you are having your menstruation. Like seriously, people are fighting for the right to free bleed, for example, right? They want women to just bleed onto their pants, which is fucking disgusting, all right? Or, or if, if you're a woman who shaves your armpit, oh, that's not strong, that's not empowering. Wow, when a woman doesn't shave her legs, whoa, so brave, clap for her, amazing. Wow, so inspiring, you know? It's just like, why are you doing that? Like, it, it is true that in this new age, like people are trying to uh, mix up the genders and saying that nobody should have a role in society and everyone should just be this neutral gender thing. Women should be men, men should be women. Yeah, just let people be lah. Nowadays, I think you'll be hard-pressed to find a man who can fix a sink that is just like, you know, have water spewing out of it and they, they probably don't know how to fix it lah, like Singaporean guys in general. Um, And I think that maybe that's just part of society that's being more advanced and more people are focused on like, you know, tech jobs or like finance jobs in Singapore. Nobody really wants to be a carpenter. So for example, now it's really hard pressed to find a man who can, you know, even like build you a cupboard from scratch, for example. They have no idea how to do it. And a, a lot of guys like who are my age, for example, they don't even know how to like fix the Wi-Fi, you know? So it's like, I guess there is a decrease in manly men, but I can also see the other side of the argument, which is that too much much of masculinity is a bad thing. So, um, yeah. So, for example, you talk about masculinity taken to its extreme. We see men who are aggressive, who are violent, uh, who don't care about women's rights. They treat women as objects, for example. Uh, they are, I don't know, rapey and stuff, you know. So, it's like there are bad things to being a masculine man, but there are also good things because men, uh, masculine men, they protect their family. Uh, you know, they... They fix things, they build things. You know, there's also good things about manly men. Yep, I feel like the other side is just arguing like, hey, you know, how can you say that uh, a guy in a dress is not manly, it's manly. Like, I just think it's a bit silly to talk about this because what is manly to you is not manly to somebody else. And it's not really pathetic of uh, Candice Owens to say her point of view, which is that, you know, it is an assault on manliness because manliness is defined uh, by manliness. La, and a man wearing a dress is just not manly. Lo, la. I mean, when you think about manly, you think about like Putin riding a bear, right? <laughs> like <laughs> half new. I don't even know if that photo is real. It's probably not real. But anyway, just think about Harry Styles in his dress. Do you think he can fight a bear? Like, he just cannot lah. So there's just something that's not manly about it. And I think I think there is a point about, you know, men who are confident and they are like, you know, manly masculine men. They don't care about wearing a dress as a joke, right? They would think that it's funny. Or uh, men, there's something sexy about a man who would wear a pink shirt, for example, because he's so confident that he's, he's you know, he's manly enough and he, he doesn't feel emasculated by the simple idea of a pink shirt, right? I think there's something sexy in that confidence, but just the idea of men liking to wear fluffy dresses, I think that's, you really can't argue that inherently that's not very manly. And then, no, wait, nobody's saying that being manly is a good thing for men. If you want to be a man and you don't want to be a manly man, that's perfectly fine. Nobody is saying that men have to be manly, right? You can be a man who just doesn't, doesn't care about that and that's fine. But to force people to agree with you that a man wearing a dress is manly, I think that that's being a little bit unreasonable, right? So I, I think like, yeah. And also, and at the same time, 
you know, I think a lot of females would probably not find the idea of a, a guy wearing a, a, <laughs> a long flowy gown attractive or manly, you know, and I think that it is very close-minded to go and say that, oh, you cannot say, e gross. I personally, for example, find the photos not attractive at all. Like, you know, I would not want to have sex with a man wearing my gown, lah, okay? If I see Mike one day wearing my dress at home, I'll be like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And I'll just feel like, I don't, I'm not attracted to that kind of guys. I'm sure there are people who are attracted to that kind of guys. It's just not me. The whole point of this um, fighting for LGBT rights in the past, right? When people were actually being progressive, it's that you allow people to have their sexual preferences and not judge them for it. So how can you judge a girl for saying, ew, a man in a dress is not attractive? That is their right. It is the same as a gay guy saying, ew, I'm not interested in girls. It is the same. So if you stand for that right, you should stand for this right as well. And I think that, you know, just now I, I mentioned that there are two conflicting issues that we're talking about here. It's the conservative people who are commenting about this, like Ben Shapiro and Candice Owens. They don't have an issue with trans men or non-binary men wearing dresses. That is fine. They do that all the time. And it's okay, but we're talking about a straight guy here who is Harry Styles and saying that straight men should wear dresses. That is a completely different issue. Yeah. So I think that it is undeniable that celebrities are usually wearing weird stuff. Anyway, they are always into uh, sort of breaking the boundaries. And I think celebrities always at the back of their minds, maybe their PR person would remind them, being weird gives you publicity, right? So personally, I don't think that Harry Styles has an agenda beyond getting publicity when he posts for this shoot. He probably thinks, oh, if I wear a dress, it's going to be talked about, right? And then he 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 just does it. And I guess Vogue also knows that people will talk about this, which is why they put him in a dress. So I guess for the conservative people to be so serious about this and take it so seriously as attack on masculinity, um, I think it's a little bit paranoid uh, because I really don't think this one cover would change anybody's life and uh, suddenly cause like millions of men to start wearing dresses you know I think that's just not gonna happen I think most men most straight men still want to have sex with girls and they they know that if they wear a dress well, very few girls will want to have sex with them lah, okay yep so in conclusion oh, I guess this is a very convoluted argument I would love to know what you guys think um, just a reminder I do have an Instagram page called no filter just one word uh, on Instagram do follow me there and leave me a comment to let me know what you think about this whole Harry Styles issue as well as all the other topics that we've talked about Next, we're going to talk about local news. And um, as you guys know, Deepavali was last weekend and I'm sure many of our Hindu friends got to celebrate it. Uh, however, there are also many people who were a little bit unhappy this Deepavali. It was because local stores and shopping malls, especially those that are located in Orchard Road and CBD areas, have went ahead to put up Christmas decorations um, ahead of Deepavali. Right, So this raised unhappiness among the community as people saw it as an act of disrespect towards those people who are still in the midst of celebrating the Divavali occasion. And um, many people felt that the placement of decorations should follow the order of the festivals and therefore like putting up Christmas decorations in November while Divavali is still ongoing is an extremely insensitive act. And two of the malls were called out for this, Funan, I think, and Raffles City. Right, So they posted up... <laughs> 
they're very damn sweet. I was so stupid. Huh? They posted up, I think, Instagram posts or Instagram stories about how they're decorating their malls for Christmas. And people are like scolding them. So if you look at Raffle City's Instagram page, I'm sure they are panicking like mad right now because their comments are filled with angry people who went to leave comments uh, saying Happy Diwali instead of replying to their <laughs> post, which says, Join us in the making of the Raffles City uh, with Swarovski Christmas tree as we gear up for the most wonderful time of the year. <laughs> if you're in the vicinity, check out our Christmas tree, blah, blah. Yep. And tagging Swarovski as well. We are excited to share this Christmas joy with you. And everyone is just replying Happy Diwali. And as well as people scolding them and saying uh, your PR people should be fired. And one of the comments read, good to know that y'all don't have brown people in your PR marketing team. How does this person know that they don't have brown people in their PR marketing team? It's just completely rubbish. Anyway, so people are upset. So the comments on Raffles City's post have been limited and I'm pretty sure they are like kind of panicking and don't know what to do about this. Uh, I think so far, there has not been any statement that has been made, but I predict that they will apologize maybe uh, <laughs> but coming from somebody who has been cancelled before well corporations now you know how it feels like right and I'm telling you seriously my advice okay from a PR standpoint is to just ignore this because honestly I don't think that these people are truly very offended by this it is just that Singaporeans right really have nothing fucking better to do and they just want to be angry all the time and I tell you in a week's time nobody's gonna be talking about this Nobody. Nobody's going to be fighting about this anymore. If you don't talk about it, it's just going to pass and it's not going to affect your sales in any way, right? There's not going to be any repercussions. Just ignore. <sighs> so I, yeah, back to my personal thoughts, I guess. Like seriously, people are complaining about Christmas decorations be coming before Diwali. Well, my thoughts on this, I, I guess I'll try to explain it in an analogy. Just think about it if like it's my birthday in like, two days time right so so i start to decorate my birthday party venue like today right and it just so happens that today is my other friend's birthday and then i post something that says hey guys i am decorating the venue of my birthday party i can't wait to see you guys in two days and celebrate together with me and then my my friend is like pissed off right oh today is my birthday how can you post about uh you decorating your birthday venue like birthday party venue uh, on my birthday. That seems a little bit petty to me. I feel like, you know, when it comes to religious celebrations, it's something that you celebrate with your friends, with your family. What has it got to do with malls? Really? You feel like it, malls are obligated to take into account your celebration and kind of like participate in it and that they cannot do their own thing uh, just because it is your you know, celebration that you are going through. I feel it seems a bit unreasonable to me. I think that like, yeah, in the first place, malls are not obligated to to decorate anything. If they don't decorate anything, the streets are not decorated for any religious holidays. We don't really have a right to say, oh, you have to, right? And then at the same time, I really think that, you know, I guess I can see why it's a little bit insensitive to go and post about Christmas so early that and plus post about it on Divavali itself. I guess, you know, there is a bit of a PR nightmare there. At the same time, I think people need to understand that Christmas is not really a religious holiday. 
it's I mean the religious people the Christians I'm sure the Christians celebrate it in a religious way they go to church they pray um, but when you look at like malls like the decorations at malls you don't see Jesus you don't see nativity scenes generally speaking maybe there are but I haven't seen any most of the time you see like lights you see Christmas trees, you see reindeer, you see like fake snow, stuff like that. There's not really, it's not really religious. It's more like a celebration of like winter and just lights and yeah, and Santa Claus, which is not religious lah, right? So so when we look at these decorations, we, we, it's not really an issue of putting one religion above the other, right? It's more like, it's just a decoration. Ah. And Christmas is so commercialized that everyone celebrates Christmas, regardless of what religion you are, what race you are. Everyone celebrates it in a sense of we have a day off, we spend time with family, we give each other presents. You know, not everyone goes to church and pray, for example. So yeah, to me, it's not really a religious thing. So you cannot conflict the two things. And also one more thing to note, and this is really important, is that why are the malls decorating for Christmas and not any other religion in Singapore? Well, the answer is because you, you really think they care about like Christmas or that they care about a religion, malls, really? No, malls only care about one thing, which is to earn money, right? They just want to earn money and they celebrate Christmas and they put out Christmas decorations. Why? Because number one, all the other malls are doing it right if you don't do it then you're losing out you don't attract people to come to your mall number one number two is that christmas is extremely commercialized right people buy gifts on christmas that is the whole point of christmas i mean like a big part of christmas is to give gifts to people <laughs> yeah so people go to these malls to buy their presents which is why malls earn money and they're, tr they're trying to attract people to come to their malls especially in this like covid period where people are shopping less i guess they're just trying to attract people to come to their malls uh, we already see some malls like robinson's they have closed down so i guess these malls are just putting in the extra effort to try to draw crowds to their malls and I think to blame them for being like you know having some kind of racism or uh, religionism or something I don't know what is the word for it where you you know put one religion above the other I think it's a little bit unreasonable Next, we're going to talk about Denmark. Denmark revealed in September that it would cut 17 million minks after a dozen people were infected with a mutated form of COVID-19 in North Jutland. And of these 12 people, 8 were from the fur farming industry and another 4 were from the communities nearby. And I guess this is really scary, okay? This isn't the first time that mink had contacted the virus and passed it on to humans. In April 2020, a mink farm worker in the Netherlands was diagnosed with COVID-19 it was later proven that both human-to-mink and mink-to-human transmission can occur. And since April, infections in mink have been reported in Italy, Spain, Sweden and the United States. The difference in Denmark was that the COVID-19 detected in the mink and the humans they infected was actually mutated, suggesting that even as pharmaceutical companies seem to be on the brink of a vaccine to the virus, this new potential and potentially more dangerous strains might be evolving, making the vaccines pointless. So when I first saw the story on Twitter, I was like, oh my god, no. Like, you know, killing of the minks just didn't even occur to me. I didn't even read that part. I just saw, wow, another strain of like COVID-19, like another coronavirus. This is not just one coronavirus, another one, okay? So it's just like we haven't even fixed this current 
thing. And then we're going to get another coronavirus. This is like peak 2020, right? And then um, I went to read the replies on Twitter and I was very surprised to see that nobody had my reaction. Like, you know, everyone was talking about how it's really cruel to kill the minks. And people have even had really stupid suggestions. Like, for example, they said, uh, why don't you just let the minks go free? You know, and then, but, you know, after thinking about it for a little bit, I do think that it is kind of like really cruel, I guess, to kill 17 million minks, which is many, many animals. And these are very cute animals, right? And I guess people already have this notion that people shouldn't be wearing fur in the first place and to farm fur from the minks is a very cruel practice. Um, and then now, on top of that, <laughs> you know, it's already cruel and then now you're killing 17 million of these innocent animals it's not their fault that coronavirus can spread to them and they can you know give us back a mutated version of it so I guess the thing that people are discussing is you know as humans do we really have the right to just kill animals who have a risk of transmitting viruses to us and at the same time you know what if it is other animals you know what if it is dogs for example are we gonna kill all of our dogs right so it is um it's very sad lah to to think that we have to kill all of these poor minks uh, <laughs> but I'm also thinking right actually maybe now is a good time to buy a mink coat because maybe uh, in future you cannot buy it anymore already then you can sell for a very high price okay okay I'm not gonna actually do it so don't come after me I'm just saying okay so coronavirus is already taking a hit on all of these mink farmers businesses and now all of their minks have to be completely wiped out which means that I guess these uh, people who farm minks they their livelihood is just going to be wiped out overnight but of course I think the people who hate people who wear fur like for example the animal protection uh, in Denmark responded by saying that this is actually a good opportunity to end fur farming once and for all and to help farmers into another occupation that does not jeopardize public health and also animal welfare. Yep, so I think that there's a good chance that mink farming will be banned for good after this. And I'd love to know what you guys think, you know, is it right to kill all of these animals just because there is a chance that could really harm humanity? It's not even proven that they, it would, but I guess... Is it right to do something like that? Yep. So with this, we're going to end today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed listening in. And of course, remember to follow and follow me on Instagram at Filter as well, where we can discuss all of these topics. And I'll see you guys next week. Oh my God, I am mega triggered. <laughs>